Behind every planner, there's a person. Behind every person, there's a story. Join me each Friday on Planner Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica McWilliams. I want to know the stories planner people possess. I'll guide my guests to reveal just a bit more about their personal lives than pretty paper and productivity. But of course, we relish in that too. Welcome to part two with favorite daughter, Emily. If you've missed part one, you're missing out. Go back, check it out, and then join us right now where we left off. Hi guys, I'm a shift ambassador. That means you can use the special promo code PLANPOD10 for $10 off your first order at shift.com and two weeks off your annual membership. For every one of my listeners that signs up with ship.com, I also receive $10. So this is a great way to help keep the podcast running. Shipt is a same-day delivery service that's spelled S-H-I-P-T because it's a cool app and they can't be bothered for two P's and an E-D. S-H-I-P-T dot com. Use the promo code PLANPOD10. Thanks for your support. And once again, it's my privilege to bring you Emily from favorite daughter, Emily. Thanks for coming on my show, Emily. You're very welcome, Miss Jessica. Thank you so much for having me on again. It's a true pleasure. Unpack your professional ties to Erin Condren, Amazon affiliate links, and more. Can you give us a look to what happens behind the scenes for passive income? I'm certainly not asking you numbers. I don't really care, to be honest, but it is an intriguing angle to being a full-time YouTuber or content creator, however, you know, far you want to, what, what is your favorite title? What do you call yourself actually before we get into the easiest way to describe it to someone is I produce content for the internet. And so content creator is very fitting. And then people will say, well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, those really pretty Instagram photos. Mm -hmm. Well, I do that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then I also put out videos on YouTube. And then they say, well, what do you talk about on YouTube? And I'm like, well, just go check out my channel. Cause like, it's a whole hodgepodge of things. Cause I like, don't know. So <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have a mission statement yet. So get back feel to me. Like you're spamming because like you've said, you've made relationships and connections. You've even met some of these um, people in real life, like at go wild who have you perhaps even if it's not too bold to say change their life or change a portion of their life, um, whether it be goal setting, budgeting, getting out there and traveling, home decor. I mean, really very life-centric content that you put out there. So don't necessarily want to treat them like a cash cow either. But um, and I don't get that feeling from you. Like I said earlier, I'm a capitalist. Like if you can create, if you can create that revenue stream to put food on your table, to give yourself health insurance, to give yourself the security that you need, and even into like wants um, and desires, like I'm not gonna hold you back from that. Um, but you need to kind of walk that line mm-hmm. a little bit sometimes. So yeah, I know that it can is. be tricky. And I've recently come. Uh, to have some comments recently where I I just actually activated this feature on YouTube where you can put ads in the middle of your videos. A lot of them, I've tried to have them where they're just those little tiny pop-up ads where you can just close them out and not, you know, whatever. Or they're like skippable ads that are like four seconds and you're done. Um, But that helps my ad revenue, which supports my channel and supports me and my dog to live. Um, because like you said, you wouldn't, I, I wouldn't go to a dentist and say like, hey, like 
your, you know, your, your brother, Larry, like he's a dentist. Can he like put a crown on for free? Because I know you like, no, but I think because you have such a personal relationship online that a lot of people think like, oh, I don't like this thing that's happening on your video and I'm being inconvenienced for five seconds but they don't see the positive side of it, that it actually allows me to produce more videos for you to watch that five second little clip and exit out. That's what helps my channel. And people don't understand that sometimes where I just, I just put it on there and it's a total game changer. And, um, you know, I try not to put too many in there, but every once in a while you have to, depending on the length of it. There's this whole thing with YouTube. So it's stuff that I don't really want to like, get too into because it's just like if you don't have a youtube channel it's like wait what <laughs> what are you talking about yeah like who cares? <laughs> right well just i guess the idea um for if you're unpacking your professional ties to revenue streams it would be that on youtube as a um content creator if you have a certain amount of view hours and a certain amount of subscribers you can monetize your channel and there are different ways to do that you can put on um ads before and after or during or little pop-up banners as well as um obviously then making partnerships with brands and or affiliate links and things like that so will you tell me a little bit more about how your relationship with the Erin condren company sure um so the Aaron Condon Company and I were just normal people for a very, very long time. So um, what that means is that I would produce Aaron Condon videos, and I did it because I wanted to. And the link that I would talk about in the bottom bar below in my videos would be the same link that anybody that buys an Aaron Condon can have, which is the $10 off of a $10 purchase. And then when someone buys uses that $10 off coupon code when their item ships, then I get a $10 off coupon code to use for a future purchase. And all of that money goes right back into my channel. It's not money, money. It's like store credit, basically. So every time there's a seasonal surprise box, I always try to do a giveaway. Um, You know, I do other giveaways on my channel. I bring goodies for like the Minnesota planner gals when we have stuff sometimes. And yeah, you do. Yeah. So like, and then I do like hauls and things like that of new products or, you know, share it with other friends and family members. But a lot of times it's like things that I don't necessarily would buy for myself. So then it's kind of fun to like flip through their products or take videos of like something new that maybe I wouldn't have purchased for myself that somebody else in my life wants. So I'm like, oh, well, I can make like a haul video and show this and be like, hey, these are all gifts for this year or whatever. So, um, Things didn't change until they started the affiliate program. I think it was either late last last year, maybe. I can't remember when it was. Yeah. Time goes so fast. It's so weird because I totally remember when they launched that, but I don't know a blog or a YouTube channel or an Instagram, and you had to meet like certain requirements. Um, and this is not through erincondren.com. This is through a company called ShareASale. There are a lot of other companies on ShareASale that I don't affiliate with at this point, but Erin Condren is the only place that I do anything with on ShareASale. So they like, it's basically like a unique URL that you can throw in your, you know, in your video descriptions or whatever you want to do. And so what happens is 
say you like say Jess, like you've already purchased something from Aaron Condren. So you've already used that $10 off of your first purchase coupon. But if you were to go to my videos and click that other link, um, it just takes you to the Aaron Condren website. So if you check out using that link, regardless if you buy the thing I was talking about or not, your price doesn't change, but I get a certain percentage of your sale. So in that is actually like hard money that is a monthly deposit into my business checking account. So, you know, I mean, it, it can definitely add up. I don't promote it a ton, but it is in all my video descriptions, but I don't really talk about it on like Instagram too much or Facebook too much. But if there's a way to organically put it in there, I will, or like talk about it a little bit. Um, but people think affiliate links and like, oh, well, I'm going to get charged like 5% more, 10% more sometimes if they're just not educated about it, but it has nothing to do with that. It's like, they just want to know that you're sending people there right. and that's what's happening. Yeah. Your payment essentially is coming from their marketing and ad revenue streams. Totally. Um, Absolutely. From their company. It's not like they're like, okay, well, let's now charge this much for a notebook. I mean, ultimately, I guess all of their overhead is going into the, the price that point that they put a hundred percent yeah no, like and then yeah things really changed after I went to go wild as well I had never really reached out because like when you're part of the affiliate team you get emails kind of letting you know sometimes they let you know like if there's upcoming things like right now we have the fall seasonal surprise box that'll be coming up probably soonish. Yeah. Maybe around the time of this podcast. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know when it's coming out, but I'll, I anticipate that I'll probably get an email in the next week or two letting me know what the release date is. And they send like high resolution graphics to us. So if we want to promote their product, they, you know, they want us to be in a certain way, but there's no ties. Like there's no, like you have to promote us or you have to do this or have to do that. Well, I finally read through one of the emails, like when I got back from Go Wild, because I would just see it and be like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. And you met her there. Like, I mean, even if her photo op, like... Yeah, you that was to meet her. That's cool. She had no idea that I like do. I, I don't think she knew I do did videos or anything. I had like three seconds with her, but I mean, it was just fun. But um, anyway, so I finally it, it, like there was a little link, and it said like if you're interested in promoting like a specific product, click the link, and then it'll like reroute you to you know talk to somebody. And I'm like, maybe I should click the link, you know? Right. And this was obviously I had, you know, been laid off and I was just back from Go Wild. And I'm like, yeah, I could take a look at that and, you know, give an honest review. I'm like, clearly it, it might not be something that I would purchase myself and that I would use in my normal daily life, but maybe I could give some insight as to like how I might use it. So then, um, one of the gals and I were just chatting and, you know, it's been basically every new release since we have collaborated together. And like I said, I'm super transparent about it. And, um, you know, even if it's not necessarily something that I would use, I find a home for it or I do a giveaway with it. Um, a lot of the Minnesota planner people have been gifted a lot of fun things Mm -hmm. over the years, Um, but you know, but I know it's going to suit other people's needs as well, or maybe I'll totally change it and transform it into something that I really would love and appreciate. So, you know, it's, it's all about marketing for them and I see their business side, but for me to show something new on my channel when I'm clearly in a very unique uh, living situation, I am not necessarily my audience. My audience is mostly uh, like people like you, Jess. I mean, they're married and they have children, you know. 
I'm not, I don't have kids and I'm not married. So that is sometimes a difficult disconnect when I don't do like back to school videos, which I'm actually going to do one this year, <laughs> but <laughs> I, it would seem very inauthentic, but I found a way to incorporate it with other people in my life that makes sense for me. If I was going to show like a back to school video of like how to get your kids ready for back to school, it would be like, what are you doing? I know. You know? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Or if I was like, hey, guess what, everybody? We're going to do a rose gold giveaway. Like, wait, what happened to you? Are you okay? Do we yeah. need to send help? <laughs> like, aren't so, you allergic to rose gold? Like, how yeah. much money are they giving? At that point, I'd be like, yeah. yeah. I'd be like nodding my head like, yeah, you do that rose gold, girl. You know you got million dollars for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, you gotta, like, I got to like bump it up like 50% if I'm going to do that. But you know, it's like inauthentic to my channel, but it's about finding creative ways to integrate the product. And then also talk about things that I might not have put in my regular checkout cart on erincondor.com without that opportunity to really think outside the box. And it's actually really helped my creativity process too, um, with producing new video content. Like I did a bunch of things for like the teacher stuff and also the like lesson, not the less, no, hold on, the teacher planner, and then also the academic planner. And I'm in the back to school video is going to feature another academic planner and a couple of other things for back to school, which I I'm doing my own spin on and they're actually products for somebody in my life. So they actually got to pick out the products, which was kind of cool. So I'm cool. excited to show that. So, so can yeah, just, do you ever see yourself having a guest? Ooh, like yeah. on my channel? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that would be really, really fun. Um, actually, I'm going to have a guest on my channel very, very soon. Actually, two separate guests. Um, I have a girlfriend coming in from out of town, and she's going to be with me this upcoming weekend, actually, or not this weekend that we're filming, but the weekend after. So you guys will see some vlogs up on my channel, as well as we're going to do like a BFF oh, Q&A, yeah. and we might do a drunk <laughs> bake with me. Which I know that a lot of people really enjoy, but clearly because I don't know how to bake anything and like I have a glass of wine and I'm like on the floor. So it's just kind of funny. Um, And then uh, Jody over at Life's Organized Chaos is going to come over in September and we're going to film a couple of videos together as well. So, um, you know, it's kind of funny. Jody and I have known each other for years now and we've never actually filmed like a real well, and you're YouTube both YouTubers. video together, yeah. which is funny because we see each other like at least once a month. It's just hilarious. We're like, we need to do, yeah, like we need to do this. Like, come on. Like, we know. I know, but I would love to have like more people on my channel and like interview them and like talk to them about stuff. And, but you know, it's so hard when it's like, especially if I was going to talk about like budgeting or something that that's just so intimate for people or they just don't know how to do it. And it's like really hard to be transparent and put yourself out there. I think is really difficult for people for sure. Right. Right. So yeah, that I guess would be my challenge. I appreciate you putting yourself out there and being my guest. This is so fun. So there's um, your relationship with the Erin Condren company as well um, through the share a sale. Yeah. And and if you're like an online influencer, go to shareasale.com and you can sign up and 
you got to get like approval and even the brand needs to approve you as well. So it's a whole thing, but it's all just ran through like a subsidiary. So like erincondren.com doesn't have to deal with all this other stuff. It's like held by a different company, if that makes sense. So yeah. Um, we mentioned earlier, um, either earlier in this episode or last episode, depending on what <laughs> I want to talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, that you have your tech stuff listed in an Amazon affiliate link. So we did yes. mention that. Um, do you list those in the bottom of your YouTube or are you, t- do you usually yeah. point them out? Like, yeah. So I always have my tripod that I used for the video, which is generally the overhead one. Cause that's what everyone asks about because you can find a regular tripod at like Best Buy, you know, for 30 bucks and it's not a problem. However, um, people want to know what camera I use and it's a, um, it's a great camera. It's not super expensive. It's actually gone down in uh, like not down in value, but like down in price because technology. So, um, yeah, I try to list all those things for people, but then I also have like a general link where it says, it says something to the effect of like, if you want to know what I buy on Amazon, click here. And it, then you can click there and it shows up as like my Amazon shop. And then it has like all the different categories. So if it's like, oh, I want to know where that battery organizer came from, then look in organizers and you'll click on organizers and like all the organizers I've ever purchased from Amazon will be on there. And even some things I didn't purchase on Amazon, but are like either the same exact product or really, really similar with like the dimensions and all of that will be on there too. So yeah, but I really like that. It works so well. And yeah, it's the same thing. Affiliate code. So you just click on it. And if you check out with that link, regardless, if you check out with the product that I mentioned or that you were sent to, then you get a portion of it um, on a monthly basis. I think you have to earn like, I think it's like a $10 scale. So you have to earn like $10 of, you know, their revenue to get paid. And then if you don't get paid, then that $10, say it's like $8, you got paid that month, it like rolls into the next month, if that makes sense. That's kind of how AdSense works too. There's a threshold of, you know, funds or whatever. In your videos, you often feature a certain sticker shop that you love and often offer your promo code. Can you tell us more about that? Sure thing. So that is um, Coffee Break Planner, and that's Catherine and Nick. They live in North Carolina. Hi, Catherine and hi Nick, guys. if you're listening. But um, hi. <laughs> so I have been promoting their shop for quite a long time, like since I was in Fargo. Um, this is not something that I get paid for. I am on their like I guess, PR team, Mm -hmm. if you will. And I know PR teams kind of get a lot of flack because I know of a lot of Instagram people and I'm not shading anybody. I think I feel like you're spilling some tea right now. I'm not shading anyone. (laughs) But there are other, you know, online influencers out there that have several different PR codes and work with several different sticker shops, yet you don't always see them using those stickers. And I think that's where sometimes the PR team, like there's gets that disconnect a little bit. And that can sometimes be challenging for me as a consumer saying like, oh, well, that's like a really cool sticker. That's a really cool thing from that shop. But like, how do you use it? You know, like I want to see you use it. And then like six months later, I still have never seen you use that sticker. Like that seems sometimes a little problematic. And I feel like that's how the PR teams kind of get a bad rap that they're just sending out product to people that just have a lot of followers and the follow, like the person that's promoting the product isn't actually using it. 
clearly you guys see me using coffee break planner stickers on basically every single spread. Um, how that relationship developed was actually like very organic. Um, you know, we met on the internet when I was first starting my channel and they were first starting their shop. And at that point, uh, and still to this day, if, uh, a place reaches out to me and says, Hey, I want to send you some stickers. I just started my shop. Can you give me some feedback? I will say, yeah, absolutely. However, I always say it's for consideration only. I don't guarantee a mention of anything. There have been a couple of times where I have not liked a product and I don't want to mention it because if somebody loves it, I don't want to make them feel bad that I don't like it if I'm someone that they look to for inspiration. So, and there's so much negativity online. There's just no reason for it. And sometimes I will say like, hey, you know, I won't use it. Like the cuts were really off or the color was really inconsistent with the like printing of it. Like I just won't use them if you want me to, you know, send them back. If you want to send a prepaid envelope, I'll definitely do that. But if not, then... Yeah. So when people send, yeah. So when people send me stuff for consideration, I always say, yeah, I'll take a look at it. There's no guarantee of a mention. Like, I think that's just a nice organic way to kind of create a relationship or facilitate a relationship. And then your feed isn't bogged down by sticker shops that you don't like. Um, Cause let's be honest, there's something for everybody and not everything is for everybody and that's okay. So with that in mind, um, when Catherine and I first started chatting, she sent me a couple sheets of stickers. At that point, I don't even remember how many listings she had, but it wasn't very many. Um, but I still found things that I could use. And, you know, we had lots of conversations and I promoted her product because I truly loved it. I thought it was great. And she was just kind of in her designing stages and just starting out. So, Well, there's something special. And I think bonding, if both of you are kind of launching this runway of experience, because you both feel like I could use you and you could use me, you know, kind of. Like we're both getting something out. Yeah. Like we're both getting something out of it. And, you know, she and I will, you know, chat about not design, but like we've collaborated on some, um, like packages together. So there's like the Emily's budget bundle, there's the beginner bundle. And um, there's also like the Emily's home and work bundle too. So it's like things that I use a lot that would be really helpful. Plus they can bundle them together and create a little bit of a discount for like, you know, I don't know how many, like five to 15 different sheets together. That would be great for like a brand new planner. You know, it's like, here's, my style and what I like. And I was able to kind of curate that from their current inventory of like, this is the beginner bundle that I would have loved the first day I started planning. You know, like I made so many mistakes when I started planning. Um, So our relationship just kind of started out of that. And then they actually started like a kind of more of a PR team. But, you know, some PR teams actually get paid kind of like the Erin Condren and the Amazon affiliates. That is not the case. And I don't want to take money away from my friends, if that makes sense. Like, you know, they're creating their own stuff. And if I can help promote that because I truly love it, then that's all the better. I mean, I do get stuff for consideration, but I still buy stuff from her shop too. So, you know, not to go into like all the details of it, because that doesn't really matter. But I know that there are some places that will actually give you like a little bit of a kickback, or they'll give you like shop credit, or I don't know, there's lots of different PR teams out there. I'm glad that I'm on this one that I feel organically works. And I feel like it's okay that I show lots of other shops that I like, 
definitely, you know, spend my own money on and that's not a problem. And a lot of people think like, oh, you're on Chrissy Ann Designs PR no. team. You talk about them Does all the time. Does she even like, have one? I mean, she's, I feel like people just love it enough to be like, it's launching its own success. It's alive now. <laughs> oh, it's doing its own thing. Like it's its own. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like Planner Steve is like alive and well, and he's like kicking rump, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, but it's like, no, I just truly love their stickers. And I think that's a big thing of like, when you're making these relationships, like it's very, I feel like it's really apparent when online influencers and YouTubers put something out on the internet and they don't really love it. Kind of going back to like, you see online influencers put on all these sticker sheets or these washi tapes or whatever it is, but then they never use them. It's like, okay, well, are you just in it for the free stuff? or just the PR code, or like, what's the motivation here? Because you're clearly not showing how you use it. And you might be using it. You're just not showing your audience that it's actually working for you in your life. And that's what people really want to see. Maybe they're just not good at it. I mean, there's an option that it's not nefarious, and they're just like missing the point. Well, I think if the then again, that's on that company. If they're making those choices to give them those stickers and they are not getting anything out of it because they're not really being shown authentically, then they need to decide is that a wise donation or if you will, it for themselves. And if, you know, then that sticker shop might not be as, you know, influential or successful. So that's kind of on them at that point. I've gotten lots of proposals to do that for other sticker shops that don't suit my needs. So it's like, you know, I really like this other shop over here that's doing something similar and everything you have is more like, I don't know, they're like pregnancy trackers and like kids stuff. And it's like, you know what I mean? It's like- Oh, good grief. Yeah. It just seems- It's- They don't have a research and development department. I mean, like- like how- have, have you seen my content? Yeah. No. I mean- I am only pregnant with a food baby. So like, no. <laughs> From Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Right. I'm like, if you've yeah. got like taco, like <laughs> icons, like maybe I would be done with that. But like, if I only like one or cup, like a, like less than five sheets out of your sticker shop, like it's probably not going to work out. But like, I might buy some, I might buy one or two. And that I have shops like that too, where I'm like, oh, I love this, like one or two sheets. And that's all I buy there. That's all right. But I don't need to like be part of their like, PR team or anything like that. And, you know, the way I feel like I do the Coffee Break Planner PR is really organic. Like if it's in there, I'm going to tag it and I'm going to show it. But if it's not, that's okay too. You know, I don't feel the need to constantly share my code anymore. I felt like that kind of in the beginning. And that was definitely a discussion that we had right like before this all started was like, hey, I'm going to be using other stickers from other shops. And like, if that isn't going to work, then this isn't going to work. And they were like, no, please do. Like, we like you and we like your style. So it was like a really nice meld of a relationship to foster that. And um, I know that some other, you know, shops are not that kind of forgiving in that way where they want to see all their stickers or the majority of their stickers and spreads or in posts or whatever that they're promoting it and stuff like that. But that's just not realistic in this yeah. community. Is it? I mean, maybe unless you were. Think compl- so. I mean, y- even you who are predominantly Erin Condren will show a random planner now and then. Yeah. I mean, and those are mostly planners that are sent to me or I get for free. And I say that in all the videos, but I think it's nice to see 
someone that you like and the vision that you trust and opinion that you trust on the internet give their real opinion about something that you might be interested in purchasing. Because an Erin Condren isn't for everybody. And that's okay. Right. You know, right. some people will say, oh, well, I used your $10 off coupon code, but I don't like their planners because they don't work for me. But I bought their dual tip markers because you were talking about how you like the quality. And then they'll like message me later and say, oh my gosh, you're so right. The quality on these dual tip markers are awesome. You know, or they like the stickers, but they don't want the planner. That's okay. It's not for everybody, you know, like, right. It's all right. Um, but yeah, those other planners are usually sent to me by the companies and I like to not do a ton of research about the planner companies before I do the review because I want to form my own opinion about things and I want to oh, like sure. test their paper quality and like do a pen test. Like I just tested, um, it should be up on my channel when this goes up probably, um, and uh, Inkwell press planner. I never, I mean, I've seen one in person and touched one in person, but I never had one of my own. So now mm -hmm. I have one and I was able to do an honest review of, you know, like a first impressions as to like how I like it compared to what I currently use. Cause there are people that are like, Ooh, an Aaron Condon isn't working for me anymore. I want to move into something else. And they <sighs> might want that did, opinion of someone else. Did you see what they launched or did they send you this, the Inkwell 360? No. Do you know um, what that is? I do the not. Discs? No. It's discs. Oh, how interesting. Wow. Mine's like a, the one I have, it's like sitting on my kitchen table right now. It's like one of the bound ones. Um, so it's got the, not like the Aaron Condren coil, but it's got, you know, like the, I don't know what to call it. Yeah. It's like a more spaced out. Yeah. Crimp, crimpy style. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know the technical <laughs> term for it. I'm clearly a professional. <laughs> I know. Me too. We've done a lot of research for this podcast. Just totally. It's totally. <laughs> word pictures out. Just like, I totally get what That's we're talking about. Like like, just look at the pretty pictures. <laughs> I would be remiss if I did not mention the fabulous Etsy shop, the FTE <laughs> shop. <laughs> Tell us what we can get from you. Actually, now are more than a content producer online, man. Yeah, You're a shop. I am. I, Isn't that weird to say? Like, weird. I have a shop. It's weird. Oh, so there's no e. Is it just favorite daughter shop? Is it FTE mm, shop? Like, what are we looking at? Technically, it's favorite daughter shop. I tried to have it be favorite daughter Emily, but there was one letter too much, apparently. Oh. So I changed it to favorite daughter uh -huh. shop on Etsy. Anyway, uh -huh. whole long thing. Uh -huh. So, but FDE shop is just fine too. Cause I use like a hashtag FDE shop. It's fine. Cause if it's like FD shop, it's like, is it the fire department shop? Like, what is that? You know? So <laughs> it just seems a little <laughs> odd. But yeah, I sell um, washi samples in 24 inch increments of all different sizes and all different styles. And um, yeah. So Getting back kind of to like the PR teams, because I'd like to kind of talk about that, is I completely understand why PR teams exist, because it's so difficult to talk about like your own brand and to basically like try to promote and oh, pimp your sure. own stuff is so hard. But like when I'm doing like a plan with me video or like a planner related video and I'm using my product, I'll say like, oh, this is from my shop. You can check the link if you want. But I, it's something I would have said whether I'm using Chrissy and Design stickers or Coffee Break Planner or any other sticker shop. I would have said the same thing. So that's easier for me. But like my Instagram feed on my favorite daughter's shop Instagram is so sad because I don't like put anything on there because I just find it's like, 
I don't know why. It's just like so hard, but it'd be so much easier if like someone else was doing it and they didn't feel that weirdness or difficult to um, promote your own brand than it in someone else's. It's so much easier to promote someone else's and talk about how much you love it because it's just like this weird thing that it's, I don't know, it's hard to talk about, but um yeah, but I, I love doing it. And um, I always got comments over the years as to how I stored my washi all on bobbins because I hate full rolls of washi. It drives me absolutely nuts. Just because it's like, you know, how many, you know, apple, you know, a strip of apple washi, like, I'm pretty sure I don't need a full roll of that, like, just for my life. I mean, I like apples, but I don't like them that much, you know? Right. And you don't own an orchard or something like you're not, that's not your life. (laughs) No, even if I did, it's like, do I still need that? Like I want more variety. So I made the choice to take all of my washi and put them all on bobbins. And I did it in a video and I've shown it in several different videos, my washi storage and stuff. And people would always say like, oh my gosh, can I send all my rolls of washi and have you give samples or, hey, you should make samples and like sell them on Etsy. And I'm like, "Mm, yeah, whatever. And then after the job loss, I was like, you know what? maybe I should just like try it and see what happens. And, you know, it's been going pretty well. I mean, it's pretty like, cause I'm not promoting it. It's kind of like stagnant at the moment, but, um, you know, I still get sales once in a while, even though I'm not really promoting anything, <laughs> but I'm, yeah, I mention it from time to time. Well, you mentioned and, in your videos yeah. too, like you show the bobbins. So if you're not familiar um, with this process and you're a listener maybe outside the planner community, um, right. well, you're pretty much a planner community member now if you've made it this far into the episode. It's yeah. not like a sewing bobbin. Would, um, so the bobbin that um, Emily's talking about has a little cute customized corner with her favorite daughter, Emily logo, which differentiates itself from something like, say, you could just do yourself and pick up at. Yeah. Or any other sample shop too. They Most of them don't that I don't I haven't seen anyone do it yet and I was like hey I'm gonna do this and yeah. like kind of make it my own and it's basically a flat little card that has an indent in the center like a very small card like for embroidery floss is the yes. I think original use yeah. so planner mm-hmm. people have then repurposed that into putting these inch dimensions of washi tape so just yeah. wanted to give that picture um right and we'll put a link to those in the show notes as well on planner lifestyle podcast on anchor.fm yeah. What has been the most surprising thing having a shop? Out of one bobbin for the most part because it's 24 inches in length, just depending on how much you use. Like I'm basically done with that pattern, especially if it's like flip flops or, you know, something like that where I'm like, gosh, I don't want to spend three, four five dollars on a full roll of that. I'll spend a dollar twenty five and be done with it. So because then I'm moving on to the next thing. It just saves space too. like it's. Yeah, I like the idea. I also store my washi like that. Um, but I hesitated on a few of my favorites. So I'm kind of in between. So like I have a, two handfuls, literally two handfuls of I washi on rolls. I, I'm a very firm believer in like give yourself um, for myself. I, I always speak for myself because that's the only person I can speak for. <laughs> No, no one else will let me speak for them. I've tried. You've tried. You put up the applications and no triggers. No PR team welcome for that. Start it. Uh, um, to give myself an amount of real estate 
to yes. fill. And then beyond that, then I have to make the choices back. Like I can add, I can get as much new stuff as I want, but then I have to look back and really prioritize. Yeah. You got to edit your collection. Yeah. I think that's really important. And even the uh, summer planner event that I had attended recently, it's, um, I went through as much stuff as I could before I went and I had two huge reusable totes brim full of stuff and a big like Erin Condren like shipping box. So because I get sent so much stuff, it's very easy to like accumulate things, but those things don't always make me happy because it might be things that I used a couple of times and it maybe just didn't work out for me or just things that I got in PR that just you know, aren't my speed that I wouldn't necessarily use on a daily basis. And I would rather give it to somebody that's going to use it or appreciate it versus me just keeping it and like, say it's a 2018 planner and there's only a couple months left. I mean, someone else could use it or maybe give it to their kid to play with or, you know, like someone could use it, but I'm clearly not. Right. Especially if if they've never yeah. had an Erin Condren, it's the other planners. exciting because yeah. you're like, oh, I've seen so many of these or any of the other ones. But like then they can try it for two totally. months before having to rush out and then they need to get a whole custom thing. They can like literally feel it. I remember my very first experience with my very first planner was a classic size happy planner that I ordered from Blitzy. Like, I didn't even get it in a store. I don't know why. I didn't even know they were in stores. Like, it was just very new, like late 2015. I, when I got it, I was like, this is smaller than I thought. Like, because I had only seen it in YouTube um, videos right. and yeah. like flip throughs and stuff. And I don't know what size those people's hands are, you know? And, and I'm sure, without a doubt, the description of the purchase said dimensions. Like, there's no doubt that it didn't. And then I'm like, totally. what? Yeah. Like, I didn't I'm understand, like, <laughs> that planners had their own kind of paper size. It was so new to, like, paper size and, like, all of that. And I was like, oh, it's yeah. kind of tiny. But now it's like, well, now with the minis, well, even, it's like, well, I wasn't the tiny yeah. one. Anyways, so it's nice to. But, like, the touch and the feel and the weight and the texture and, like, how the coil is or maybe how the binding is or whatever it is, like, it's nice to see it and touch it and feel it in person and, like, get that review online or maybe even just see it in person if I, say, bring it for the de-stash table or give it to somebody or maybe reach out to somebody that's, like, a teacher for, like, the teacher lesson planner or, like, somebody like that that I know could utilize it in their regular daily life. And sometimes I have people in my life that I already have an idea of, like, this is going to be something that this other person would use and I'm going to like reach out to them first to see if they would enjoy it or maybe I'll keep it for myself and then use it, you know, later on. But, you know, I kind of make that choice after the fact and after the video's over. So, yeah. It's time for a top three, the mini game where I, I tell you three different categories and you share with me your top three suggestions for each category. I have little pieces of paper in my bowl and I will pick one for you to share. Ready? First category, paint colors. Oh, wow. Okay, so my whole house color, and I get this question a lot, is Sherwin-Williams Popular Gray. It is one of the most popular colors because it's called Popular Gray. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, oh, no. um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> actually almost was Sherwin-Williams agreeable gray, but I ultimately chose popular gray instead. 
Also, all the white paint in my house is uh, Benjamin Moore. It's advanced interior paint. It's kind of expensive, but to go over woodwork. So I did all my trim and all my banisters and all of that because it was like that golden oak color. And I went right over it. Um, did a layer of kills, but that was what my professional painter suggested, and I absolutely love it. So I use it on all my wood now is the white because I'm converting everything from the wood grain or like the wood color stain to white. Okay, one more color. Right? Because we have the popular gray and then the white you mentioned and then one more. Well, the agreeable gray was what my house almost was that color almost on the interior. That, that's your top suggestion yeah. is something it almost was. I don't have any other colors in my house. Well, I sp- Oh, yeah. I know. I could... Uh, there's some pretty ugly colors in the bathrooms, but I don't know what colors they are. No, we'll go but- with agreeable gray because <laughs> we are agreeable. Yes. yes. <laughs> it didn't agree with you, though. Much like coffee. I know. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's a whole other story. <laughs> Okay, next. Here we go. Oh, man. So much stress. There's, like, all these things happening. Okay. Paper? (laughs) Tech gear. Ooh. Definitely my camera. I love my camera. It's a Canon G7X. Um, The exact one I have, well, you can search Canon G7X if you want, but if you want to be, like, extra nice to me, uh, you could check the link in my Amazon, and it's under, like, YouTube or tech gear or something like that. So that's the exact one that I have. There's a couple of iterations now, but I think it's only, like, six, like, around the 600 mark now. When I bought it, it was, like, $1,000, so it was, like, very expensive. Um... Uh, tech gear iMovie on my Mac is like my absolute favorite thing to edit with I don't do anything else besides iMovie and I love it and it's free when you buy an Apple computer which is even like totally at my speed clearly Um, any other tech gear um like natural lighting for me is huge. Like I love natural lighting and I use it all the time, even though that's not really a tech gear, but I know a lot of people talk about like, oh, they, they love their ring light or they like this other thing. And I'm just, I, I did film with that stuff for a while and I just didn't like it. It just gave too many shadows and it just, I didn't like the way it looked in the end. So natural lighting, I feel like is really important, at least for my channel and what I like to see. So I don't know, maybe that, maybe that is a tech gear. I don't know. I'll, I'll give it to you because I'm agreeable. Okay. I'm agreeable. I'm agreeable gray. A little sad, and, but a little agreeable. agreeable. <laughs> okay, okay. Next one. Quotes by famous or not so famous Ooh, people. All the quotes I like, I don't know where they're from. So I don't. We'll just not attribute them to anyone. Or just attribute them all to, like, Gandhi and um, yeah, Abraham Lincoln. Like just, just a long time ago. <laughs> no, like, Einstein or, no. or something. Who knows? Yeah. Um, maybe a little deep. I don't know. Maybe they're not. But I would say, like, the first one I say all the time is the only constant thing is change. Yep. So true. That is, like, so true for everything in life. So... If you think that everything is going to be the same, like if I were to take a snapshot of my life 10 years ago, it is so different than the snapshot that I thought I would be at today. Like talking to you and being on a podcast, like there's, I would be like, wait, what's a podcast? You know? like, <laughs> I think most of us would have been like, wait, what's a podcast? 
<laughs> We're like, oh, my new iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's like a brick. Check it out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, the only constant thing in life is change. And I really like that. Um, let's see. The next thing I, I love this quote is the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. It's so true. And I, I feel like I, you know, like we all get stuck in ruts and I was talking about like earlier in the podcast or maybe the podcast before this, um, <laughs> like my recipe tracker thing, like I'm so stuck in a rut and I, you know, eat some of the similar things all the time. And it's just like, I know it works with my body and I know I can digest it and I know I don't have issues with those foods. So I just stick with the same things over and over but I don't really branch out. So um, not that I want something to change, but it's like maybe I need to get like a little bit more into trying some new things, even if I don't like them. It's like, oh, well, just try it. Just try it. It's going to be okay. Well, yeah, so, that's um, how I started this podcast. I was like, I'm doing something over and over that's not working for me. Yeah, not, no one's going to stop me but myself like I just need to be like okay well I'm done I'm doing something totally. else and I think a lot of people can see that as like oh you failed right. that's sad and it's like no absolutely not this was my like no I failed that's awesome because I did something different and I tried it and like what can you say for you you know oh, yeah, like, that's it what can you say for yourself look at yourself in the mirror okay turn around yeah <laughs> But it's like, you see these other people's lives too, and I'm not trying to be judgmental. That's what Doyle does. But I mean, maybe he's rubbing off on me now. But <laughs> yeah, instead of not your own stamp that you judge, you're right. just on it now. You're like Doyle and Emily. Yeah. Yeah, Doyle and Emily think this. But it's like, you know, you see the same people and they've been doing the same things for the same 10 years over and over and over. Their life is very similar. You know, nothing's wrong with that. But like you and I were similar in that same parallel of we need a creative outlet to do something, whether it's creating digitally or with our hands or something like that to keep us satisfied. Mm -hmm. And I'm constantly struggling right. with that because I love organization and, um, you know, compartmentalizing things, but I also love like design and like being creative with that kind of aspect. So I'm very much like a right brain, left brain person. So that integration in like a job is really difficult for me because a lot of jobs, it's like very analytical. It's like, oh, data entry, like you just enter data all day, but there's no creativity with that. Right. But if there was like a creative data entry, like that would be really great. But creative data, you could pick any yeah. field you want. Just put in these numbers in yeah. any order. Right. It doesn't like, matter. Totally. Whatever you feel like. like. I mean, there's room for yeah. both people. And I think you've carved that place out for you and that that's neat to see you grow and be able to express yourself and use those analytical skills because even iMovie is you know there's it's linear you gotta put the things right. in the right order and you know but it's still do a creative the, all the process things. too it's like you gotta lay the music over you gotta decide what's gonna go in what's not gonna go in how, what order to put things into like you know how it's all gonna work so there's a whole other technical aspect but it's also creative in the same right. way so do you have a, an additional quote in closing okay um, hmm. So this isn't really a quote, but more like a mantra of like, you never know what someone else is going through. Yes. Good one. So true. <laughs> you don't know what chapter of their story they're on. Yeah, like that kind of stuff where it's like, you you never know what someone else is going through in life or what stage they're at or what they've dealt with that day or, you know, whatever. So it's like, if you see someone like, 
freaking out in the Target parking lot. It's like, you know, maybe they just need to like have a good cry and then go home. Like, it's okay. You know, yes. we've all been right. there. Yeah, I mean, we've all been there. We might not have done it in that way, but maybe that's what's happening, you know? And mm-hmm. um, Right. You know, we all deal with like pain and grief and stress and anxiety and depression and, you know, all these other things that we all have going on and family stuff and relationship dynamics in so many different ways. You know, we all deal with like pain and grief and stress and anxiety and depression and, you know, all these other things that we all have going on and family stuff and relationship dynamics in so many different ways. And you just don't know what someone else is like dealing with and they're like I wouldn't say demons but just what's going on on the inside because we don't all wear a shirt that says like I'm feeling really anxious right now please don't talk to me so (laughs) I'm sure that that shirt exists but you know I get very anxious when I go to places that have a lot of people and I can only be there for so long like the Minnesota State Fair freaks me out but I love going so I reach a point where there's too many people touching me and I have to leave. So that's my own weird thing, but... Right, so don't judge you for maybe leaving a little earlier than maybe someone had anticipated because you have to do what's stable for you at that point. And, like, the only person that, like, knows about that kind of stuff is my mom because she's usually with me and then she can see that... She can sense it because she's your mom. Yeah. I start getting like my shoulders rise and I just get really tense and I'm just kind of like, I kind of put my hands up and I just like, mm, I don't know. I'm like doing it with my hands right now. You can't see it because we're not on the video, but it's one of those like things that just really bother me. And people deal with way worse than like going to the Minnesota State Ferry and getting like freaked out. Even the commenters that sometimes make nasty statements or whatever, like, like I said, I just kind of brush it off because I'm old enough and I know who I am and I'm comfortable with who I am. And to me, it's funny, but you know, what's the old saying? Like hurt people hurt people, you know? So it's so true. And it's like, I mean, I think it's funny from a standpoint of like, not them funny, but like that I went to the internet to find something I didn't like. And then I wasted my time and watched the whole video that was probably like 40 minutes long. And then I commented about, yeah. And then I, and then you comment on something that's in minute 35 that like I'm a horrible person or like that you don't like this or whatever. It's like, but you wasted all that time so you must be like really angry, but I find that humorous that like someone would waste their time. But then in the long run, it's like, you're probably just like a really sad individual. And then, you know, that's just, it's just so I think we're, as humans, we're starving for connections totally. a little bit. And yeah. unfortunately, whether any, it be any connection. Through, yes, right. And so it translates to any connection and that connection can be negative. So even though if it's riling people up as a troll, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, but you're getting a response. I mean, it's like, it's like the little kid that wants mommy and daddy's attention, but they don't pay attention. So they're going to be naughty. You know, it's like a behavioral kind of a thing. So good quote to remember and live by. Thank you for telling me your top three suggestions for the top three game. So where did you get those cash envelopes? Um, actually I made my own on Amazon, but they're actually clear currency holders. Like, you know how you get like a really fancy $1 bill from like a long, long time ago. 
it's actually those. And I utilize those in my new system and I'm really, really loving it. And it's just holding the money together a little bit better than the clips because I found the challenge with the clips was that if I were at the grocery store and say I had a hundred dollars in my clip and I used, you know, $27 and 82 cents, I, you know, give the cashier, you know, 30 or $40 tender. And then they give me back all the change. And then I'm like constantly like shuffling and trying to like clip it back together and put it in the right category and shove it back in my wallet. And now with these, cause it's like a currency holder, it's like open on the very top. So it's kind of like a wallet. So I can just like shove it in there or shove it in the right category. And then I can like play with it later because that's always like a weird thing with cash. Like a card is so much easier to throw your chip in or you swipe it and you're done. But when you're dealing with cash and coin, it's like, it's almost like writing a check nowadays. It's like, come on, lady, move it along. You know, my milk's getting warm, you know? So it's kind of the same idea. It's like, oh, my ice cream's oh, melting yeah. on the belt. Get out of here, woman. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what I've been using. And, you know, the cash clip and the cash uh, envelope system is like very synonymous with the Dave Ramsey program. And I really enjoy it. And I, I use it in my like categories that I tend to overspend in. Everyone has their categories, but my big ones are dining out and uh, groceries because I think that's a huge thing because clearly we all need food to survive. But you know, when you go to the grocery store, you're like, oh, that looks good. Oh, this looks good. Oh, this looks good. And I'm like, oh, wait, I am one person and not like 80 people. Um, how am I going to eat all this? You know, but saying like, hey, I've got $60 left for till the end of the month. Like, how am I going to make that work? Yeah, I allot $50 for dining out, but I haven't done any dining out. Or maybe I went to a lunch that maybe I paid for last time me and a friend went to lunch and they paid this time or something. You know, like that happens. So it's like, okay, well, maybe if I haven't been dining out and I really want to get something and try something new and get some other things. I mean, I can kind of flip flop those categories a little bit, or maybe if it's like, Hey, I'm dining it out a lot lately, but I'm just going to eat out of the pantry mm-hmm. oh, right. or whatever. Like I can take some of the grocery and put it in dining. You know, those to me are synonymous with each other just because they're both food, but I don't add more to it, I guess is a good way to say it. <laughs> right. Yeah. They, and those are two good categories to Helps keep yourself accountable. Like no one overpays the electric yeah. bill. Like, oh, yeah. shoot, I just paid too much energy, you know? No, like yeah. you pay the, yeah, you pay like the $80 or however much it is for your electric right. bill a month. And you're just like, okay, there you go. Have fun. But yeah, some people use it for like clothing or personal spending or, you know, um, just other things that it's like, you know, maybe even like coffee runs and stuff like, you know. Starbucks. It's like, hey, everybody likes a coffee. I mean, I don't drink coffee because it hates me, but <laughs> that's a whole nother no. story. <laughs> that's a whole nother that's show. Whole show. <laughs> that's not this podcast. <laughs> um, but you know, like I-, I like to go through the drive through once in a while and get like a smoothie. Like I love their smoothies, but you know, I can't do that every day or else I'd go broke. Like there's just, it's like, I'm not going to say it's wasteful spending, but it's spending that is very easily cut back on if you just watch it. So say if you've got $20 a week to go there, that's a couple of drinks and you can't go every day Mm -hmm. because a drink is like five bucks a piece about that, you know, like if we're being average. It's like, great, well, I have four trips to Starbucks, but if I went seven days a week, that's a lot more money, you know? So it's like if I went every day of the month, that's a lot, but maybe if I dial it back, then I can, you know, pay off more debt or, you know, do other things with my money. So yeah, it's really, it's really helped me a lot. 
you've mentioned that you were a part of the financial piece, which I will also link to some of your reviews. Um, my husband, Peter, and I have been um, financial peace discussion group leaders. We have totally been cash users at certain times, and then you kind of get used to it. It's a good idea to continue if you feel yourself kind of sliding one way or the other, for sure. I'm kind of a notorious like envelope swapper. I'm like, it's a Christmas envelope. It's like March. Who cares? <laughs> and I'm the free spirit. Yeah. And my husband's like, if we say 49 cents a day, we'll have this much by the end of the year. Like, <laughs> He's just nerding out. I love oh, it. My word. Yeah. <laughs> so he definitely, we agree upon in, in our marriage. It's not like, a, well, he does a budget. I have no idea. But it's just like for wisdom's sake, for like, I want a house. I want a roof over my head sake. Let's, you know, divide and conquer here. So yeah, we definitely have to. Yeah. Well, and it's something that clearly turns his crank and is up his alley as well. And if the whole responsibility was given to you, you'd be overwhelmed by it. So it's like, you know, you guys know each other's roles. And I think that's like a big part of Financial Peace University is really finding out who you are. Because I'm both. I'm both a free spirit and the nerd. But I also am not in a relationship, so that makes it even like doubly hard. So it's kind of right because that accountability piece is just like use yourself in the mirror, like when you talk to yourself about yeah, your YouTube I mean, content, and then you're like, okay, and now this, yeah. Ending. yeah, which I mean, that gives you full autonomy, which is kind of freeing in some regards as well. So totally, but it's also like really scary too because they even say like in the financial peace stuff, it's like the best thing about being, you know, being single is that you don't have anybody to answer to. And the worst thing is you don't have anybody to answer right, to. It's right. the same, the positive and the negative are the same thing. And so it's, it does become difficult when you are not married and you don't have a partner and you don't have like a goal together. Like I can have a goal for myself and that's really motivating for me. Like my house stuff was really motivating for me, but like it's already come to fruition. It's already here. So like then now what? You know, so it's like, well, what's the next thing? Um, so it, it's it's one of those things you just really need to get to know yourself and your financial state and Financial Peace University. And, um, you know, I had a great time in my Financial Peace University classes. It was very eye-opening to see that, like, everyone, no matter what stage of life, oh, there was young couples in there and there was also people that had been retired for 10 years in my class. And everybody had money issues. And it wasn't like an issue of like, oh, it's, they're doing bad stuff. It's just not necessarily understanding that like debt is bad. Mm. And like, you could have had your house paid off 20 years ago, but you chose not to because you wanted to make other choices. But now it's kind of kicking your rump now. And it's like how to then get back on track and to just change the trajectory of the rest right, of your was, life. It was you know? always like, well, there's something something you can do right now. It wasn't always like, well, too bad, so sad. I mean, it is kind of sad. Yeah. And that's yeah. how people feel. They're like, oh gosh, I've got like a hundred thousand in like student loan debt for like my husband and I or my partner. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're just so like it's so overwhelming that it's like, where do I start? It's like, well, start by like not going through the drive through anymore. Like those are just little things you could do. Or like, hey, your budget is three hundred dollars a week for groceries and you're a single person like maybe let's dial that back right you like know? let's not have like, filet mignon every night with red a bottle of red yeah. wine 
there's, I mean, you can still do things and be social, but then cut other things out and other things back and, you know, make, make you a priority. And I think a lot of people don't, they're just like, oh, well, I'll just be in debt forever. Like whatever, like, Hey, let's go buy a new car. And Oh, let's go buy a new house too. While we're at it. Cause like, I don't care. I can afford the payment, whatever. But it's like, well, what if you get laid off? What if your company goes under? Like, you're not going to be in a position where now I have been for a while where it's like my emergency fund money's just been sitting there. It hasn't been doing anything. I haven't touched it. It just sits there and it looks pretty in my account. Yeah. That's what I say. It always looks so pretty. I'm like, oh, it's there. And I know it's there and that's great. But, um, you know, would I use it if I had to? A hundred percent. But thankfully I haven't had to use it and that's fantastic. But it's just... Um, well, you do a lot of financial trackers and stuff in your notes pages, so I do enjoy seeing that. I also love your blue ink. I'm team black all the way, but I like I I appreciate it. I don't know between you and Jen plans. I'm like I I can, I I like the blue from afar. Posh plans her out at Posh plans on Instagram. She is um, an Atlanta, okay. I believe, planner girl, and she um, has a very classic almost sexy style like I don't know if that's <laughs> creepy Ooh, yeah, yeah. it's just it's kind of sassy it's kind of serious it's whatever but in her profession anyways as a tangent in her profession she um is a notary in some regard for a part of her job and so she uses blue pen on documents because apparently then it shows like it's not printed out and it's a different color so I had never heard that perspective before um I don't know how I got engaged on her online about the black ink versus blue ink. It was like, oh, which are you? So, but I think she then is a black ink in her personal planner. So she must have to carry around both. Totally. I'm like, are you more black or are you more blue? And they look at me like, I'm more give me a pen, you know? Like, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything that we haven't mentioned yet or that I've asked you that you would like to share? Um, So, yeah, I am like, myself personally, and then like inside of my planning world and YouTube life. Um, I said this before, but I'll be going to go wild 2019 in Las Vegas. So if you see me say, what's up girl, um, <laughs> Come get an autograph so, guys. <laughs> She's super planner famous. You know what? People did, they people did. did ask for that. And then I like, super I fancy. Totally, and I mentioned that on the vlogs and someone's like, um, you're trying to be way cooler than you are. I'm like, no, someone did. Like they literally like, and it wasn't just one person. It was like several. So, I mean, most people are like, Hey, can I get a selfie? I'm like, sure. Absolutely. Like that's what I'm here for. Um, but yeah, so I'm super excited to go to Las Vegas. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to be like growing, hopefully growing my channel and creating more content with different things. I've got lots of home projects coming up and organizational things, which I know people love too. And, um, hopefully going to be painting in 2019, Mm -hmm. maybe. So that's exciting doing some things with that and, um, just spending time with family, I guess. So yeah, while they're still, while they're still here now, but they may not be here by the time the podcast Your goes family? up. I'm not sure. So, um, yeah, they um, my like my my uh, mom and dad. They, but yeah, my mom and dad are still here in um, in Minnesota, but they are in Florida, typically full time. But they come here for the summers because the summers in Florida are a little too hot for their body. If he does go, it's going to be like 
September, October, somewhere in there. Um, so I haven't gotten like all the deets yet, but this would be his like third tour overseas. And he's he's a military guy through and through for the army. So he is going to be going well, to Kuwait man. for a year. So yeah. But he's actually really excited about it. He's like, yay. Well, yeah, I mean, you've pr- you trained for like, so long. Okay. And, yeah. So I appreciate his service. Oh, That's yeah. great. Pass he that loves on. that kind of stuff, though. Before we go, it's time to play What's Not. I will give you six facts, one of which is not true. Is this like about okay. you or is this like general knowledge in general typically applies, but I try knowledge. to make my guests feel comfortable oh on my gosh, show. So I try fail. to get something that is within the realm or a, a, a very thin connection to something they've been doing or are about. This is inspired by your recent cruise with your Ooh. favorite mom to Alaska. Oh, no. There's been a plan with me about your trip to Alaska packing and etc all around your cruise yeah. yes so we'll put a link to that in the show Logging. notes to go check oh, out favorite stuff. daughter emily on youtube about her adventures so here are the six facts i will read them all and then i can repeat any if you need to number one juno is america's only state capital okay. that isn't accessible by road that is correct I know that because they told me that on the Okay, bus. right. Rule that one out. <laughs> I, know, I know. I was actually watching your plan with me today. I was like, oh, she's going to know a lot of these, I think. But I de- then I went back and I was like, I'm going to dig a little deeper. Oh, I didn't mention. This list has been compiled from the January 2018 mentalfloss.com article, 25 Wild Facts About Alaska. Number two. Many hotels in Alaska offer Northern Lights wake-up calls upon request. Number three, in theory, it would be possible for some Alaskans to see Russia from their houses. Number four, the state flag was designed by a 13-year-old boy. Number five, racing seaplanes is the official state sport. Number six, Alaska broke their record high when temperatures reached 100 degrees Fahrenheit in 1915. Okay, so that's all of them? Mm -hmm. Okay, whichever one number three is, which one's that again? In theory, it would be possible for some Alaskans to see Russia from their houses. I don't think so. Didn't, like, Tina Fey debunk that on SNL? Well, that's your source of history and knowledge, right? It's it is. It Tina is. Fan it's, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that one. I don't know if that's right. Okay, it is true. Oh, and I'll tell you why. If anyone's out oh. there listening wants to know. In, okay. Oh, in th- okay. In mm, theory, right. I guess it was kind of. Rah. But this is what the uh, Mental Floss article said: the Bering Strait that separates Alaska from Russia is around 55 miles wide at its narrowest point. Within it sit the Russian island of Big Diomede and the U.S. island of Little Diomede, which are just two and a half miles apart. So, in theory, it would be possible for some Alaskans to see Russia from their houses. Um, What was the second one? Uh, Many hotels in Alaska offer northern lights as wake-up calls upon request. They do. Did they do that for you? Did you get to see it or no? Um, we weren't there oh, during sure. the Northern Lights. However, we were there um, in Denali, which now it's called Denali, but it's at Mount McKinley. But they just changed the name of it to Denali. Oh, I don't know history. why. History problems. Yeah, it's like a historical well, yes. situation. But they actually offer wake-up calls for when the mountain is out any time out of, of day. What? 
but you have to request it um, out of the oh. clouds so you can see it. <laughs> out of rain? Yeah. Out of rain. Out. Yeah. When it's like out. Because people say, oh, the mountain. That's a whole out. different kind of coming out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's out. <laughs> so the third one was um, uh, Russia. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, I guess. Yeah. And then what was the other one? The, like, the state uh, flag okay. was designed by a 13-year-old boy racing seaplanes is the official state sport and alaska broke their record high when temperatures reached 100 degrees in 1915. i didn't learn any of these other things when i was on my well cruise. apparently mental floss was not your guide apparently not read it before. <laughs> well the best lie is close to the truth and i did you see a lot of seaplanes around doing like little hoppy jumpy flights oh, yeah i mean so, yeah there was lots right. of planes. There's like a super high percentage of pilots in Alaska. So I picked. I mean, basically Boy. you have to be a pilot to live in kind of the outskirts of Alaska and even like the big cities. Right. So, so I'm like, that's close to the truth. But the official state sport of Alaska is dog mushing. Yeah. I saw and met a bunch of uh, mushers and their dogs. You did? Uh, yeah. Did you pet them and stuff, they or were really they like fun. professional, like surface dogs? Yeah, they were. Well, they were professional dogs, but then there was like this area where like all the retired dogs um, like lived in this area. So the gal can't remember her name. The one that won the Iditarod, um, she is uh, passed away now. But her daughter actually has like a kennel business, um, and she raises like mushing dogs. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but like dogs for like the Iditarod. Oh, fascinating. And so, yeah, it's really cool. So we got to like see her house um, and then also got to like watch the dogs that were in training. And then we went to this other area kind of, we were we were on a boat, so we were like up on their land kind mm-hmm. of. And then we went to this other area where they, um, the other dogs like kind of go to retire. So Aww. it is still like a kennel. But it's like older dogs yeah, it's and like a pasture sometimes for old horses, like kind of idea. Yeah, like it was really cool. And some dogs were really young, so sometimes you know dogs are done racing by the time they're four, and other others are like fourteen when they retire. Like the dogs kind of tell you when they're done racing. So it was really cool because there there wasn't like a cutoff age. It was just more or less like the dog will let you know when it's done. You know, it's just that like the motivation isn't there anymore. And some of them are like to the day they die, they're racing dogs like they're they're ready to go. So, yeah, it was really cool. That's awesome. Thanks for playing. What's not? Thanks so much for coming today, Emily. It was nice to have you on. And always check the show notes for all the ways to get to see her online and everywhere else. Thanks for sticking around and listening to my new podcast. We're six episodes in, which means I'm going to be taking a break next Friday, October 12th, 2018. We'll rejoin our season one for a quarter two on October 19th, 2018. We have great interviews lined up and I can't wait to have you hear them. Meanwhile, you can check me out on Instagram at Planner Lifestyle Podcast. And as a fact, not only season one, quarter two starts on October 19th, I'll also be featured on Instagram on the Plan Her Con, that's P-L-A-N-H-E-R-C-O-N account for a day in the life. I get to hack their account. So you can join me there as well as tune in here for the next session. See you soon.
Don't forget to use the promo code PLANPOD10 for $10 off your first order on Shipt.com. That's P-L-A-N-P-O-D-10. PLANPOD10 for Shipt.com. You gotta make it harder. I know. Nobody wins. I can't wait. Nobody wins. That's the story. Nobody wins. They're all false. (laughs) It's just us, like, frowning in the front, like, (laughs) what were we saying? I don't care. (laughs) Nope, that is not how I play this game. Okay, back it up. (laughs) Back it it all the way up. Back it up, just back it up. (laughs) Rowell, Rowell. It's this point, at the two-hour mark, your podcast gets a little freaky. That sounds right. funny, Rowed. You know, <laughs> sounds like you're saying like a who needs, or <laughs> who needs drugs? Just talk long enough, and you'll get yourself there. As a, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, future oh, Jessica, so edit this. So hard to say now. Yourself <laughs> together. <laughs> okay.